Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 209. And Brian, finally happened. Finally got COVID. Ugh, yes. I don't know if you guys can hear or will hear as this podcast progresses, but I've got a little bit of COVID right now, and uh, I think I'm on like day two-ish of, you know, since testing positive. And uh, so far, it's been pretty mild. Luckily, you know, sometimes you get like really bad cases. But, you know, thank goodness, you know, had the booster, had the two, you know, original shots. So I'm pretty. And the unfortunate part is, is you were scheduled to get the new booster the day after you tested positive. So, you know, I haven't seen you since Wednesday because you were potentially exposed on Wednesday. And then you didn't know about that until Thursday. And so I didn't see you on Thursday. And then, but you were feeling fine on Thursday. Just, you know, play it safe. Then you went to work on Friday and then you started feeling sick. So you came home, tested positive. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good summation. I just wanted to be uh, as careful as possible. You know, you get a lot of like, oh, you potentially were exposed just through like the app that's out there and, uh, you know, just general email. So uh just wanted to play it safe and uh I did but uh this time it turned out to be I was exposed and the first I was time exposed. you've escaped it for two and a half years yeah I mean I feel like I feel like I did a pretty good job overall avoiding COVID not nearly as good as you Mary of course <laughs> you're still have your COVID list streak going yeah uh but uh yeah, unfortunately, I decided to be a little social. No, you, no, no. You went to work. You just, <laughs> I, I, you were, I work from home. You don't. And so you yeah, I know, naturally I know. exposed to more than I am. That is true. That is true. But I was, I was a little social at work. I was, I was talking to people, you know, during lunch when usually I'm just, you know, eating lunch and getting back to my, you know, laptop and then uh, head on home. But uh, no, I was, uh, I was being Brian, the good guy. And uh, look at that. I paid for it. But uh, just so you guys know, I feel fine. It's just like a mild cold. So you might hear it a little bit in my voice. But overall, no coughing, which is good. You know, I assume like, you know, it's a lung issue. But all I've got is, you know, like slight congestion. That's yeah. about it. And like I said, so. I've, I haven't seen you since Wednesday night. Didn't You didn't know you were infected till Thursday. Didn't test positive till Friday. And so, you know, I took a COVID test. I've been feeling fine, but, you know, just to play it safe, uh, I've been pretty much isolating too. I did continue to go get my COVID booster because I continue to test negative. So I did get my uh, Omicron booster yesterday. That's good. Yes. So that's been good. And I've just been taking taking it easy today, uh, Sunday, uh, you know, just because I feel like you always have to get, take it easy the day after your COVID shots. I've always felt fine after it. Today I have a kind of a sore throat and a headache um, and just normal like aches in my arm hurts. But so it's been a little bit more than the other three shots, but not horrible at all. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. I remember my last shot, I had like a mild uh, like arm ache, but yeah. overall it's definitely worth it to get the. Oh, yeah. The, booster vaccine any sort of medicine that can be offered yep and i continue to test negative because i was like oh today when i was like oh i have a sore throat and whatever i'm still testing negative i'll i guess i'll do another one you know i'm not i don't really have plans to see anyone 
in the next few days since I was working from home, but, uh, and I can't see hang out with you since you have COVID. So I'll probably just test again in a few days and see how I am. And unless my symptoms get worse, but that's all we did this weekend because, you know, COVID. <laughs> yep. COVID struck for the first Finally, time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've, I don't know how I've avoided it this long, but, uh, I also feel like there's a chance that both of us probably could have had a very mild version of it at some point in the last two and a half years. That's true. We could have never known. We could have had like a symptomless version of it, but we never knew. So yeah, very true. But you know, we're very cautious. We wear masks when we were supposed to during the majority of the, you know, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I still wear a mask on the bus uh, just because it's the bus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, uh, I got it but I feel fine. So nobody, nobody worry. That's, that's all I want people to know is <laughs> I feel fine. Yep. Um, also this week was the first, uh, day of fall on September 22nd. Um, and so, you know, first day of fall, you would think, oh, this is when Starbucks is going to release their fall drinks, but no, they launched them on August 30th this year. Uh, you know, the most popular Starbucks, fall drink is pumpkin spice lattes. No, I don't really like pumpkin flavored anything. Do you? Um, I like pumpkin pie. Okay. Pumpkin pie is like pretty that. good. Oh God, very. What, <laughs> how can you not like pumpkin pie? I don't like pumpkin anything, but anyways, right. Starbucks debuted pumpkin spice lattes in 2003, and it's grown to be the company's most popular seasonal drink, um, selling more than 600 million of them since 2003, and basically fueling its adoption by rival coffee chains. Uh, and actually, the pumpkin spice craze has grown beyond coffee to literally everything, uh, beer, ice cream, baked goods, yogurt, and even dog food. That sounds gross. And I don't even know if a dog can really taste the difference, uh, but they can, you know, mark it up for more money probably. Um, and as of 2019, the pumpkin industry was worth 500, $511 million. Okay. Um, and companies are issuing their pumpkin spice products earlier and earlier weeks before the fall season. So like I said, this year, Starbucks launched their pumpkin drinks on August 30th. Um, the earliest they've ever done it was last year. They launched on August 23rd. So basically a month before the official first day of fall. Um, and when I was researching this topic, I found articles from almost every year saying that uh, it, this year is the earliest Starbucks has ever launched, like from like 2017 till last year. And then this year, people are like, why are they debuting it later than normal, just a week later than last year? Mm. Um also, um, Krispy Kreme began serving pumpkin spice donuts and drinks on August 8th this year, which was their earliest ever release. Um, 7-Eleven also launched some drinks in like early to mid-August. People are just jumping on the train. Jamba Juice as well. All try to get ahead of uh, Starbucks, I guess. Um, and just like everything in the world, uh, the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte is getting more expensive. Um, this year, uh, grande costs between $5.45 to $5.95, depending on location, which is a 4% increase uh, from last year. Um, you know, this is just in line with everything else at Starbucks and just everything else in general because of inflation. Um, and I also found out that Starbucks trademarked PSL, pumpkin spice latte, um, the acronym in 2013, so 10 years after uh, they launched it. Um, 
I also found out that 2.5 million Instagram posts have the PSL hashtag in it. So people oh my goodness. <laughs> love to share that they're having their latte. Um, and, you know, Forbes wrote in 2013, part of the magic behind the PSL is that the it's only available for a very limited time. And so it kind of has the built-in marketing that can grow and impact over time. People get, you know, very excited. They're like, oh, whatever day Starbucks launches their pumpkin drinks, that's the day the fall starts. People get really hyped up if they do like the latte. I don't care for it, like I said, but some people are like, this is the marker of fall. As soon as I have my first pumpkin spice latte, that's fall, even though it might be August um, when they launch it. Um, in the first decade of this drink, 2 million were sold. And now nine more years later, 6 million have been sold. So um, in the nine years since 2013, uh, 4 million additional have been sold. So double what were sold in the first 10 years. So you can see this really growing in popularity. Yeah, I definitely can remember like the craze of like when it first came about. Mm-hmm. I think that was like at the beginning of college for us or like during that that time. I was looking 2013, at 2013, right? Um, well, it started in 2003, but that was um, the peak actually. I looked at Google Trends. Um, you can look from 2004 to uh, current day and you can see the peaks in Google searches about any topic. Um, and so I looked in pumpkin spice latte. Um, and so it only goes back to 2004, the beginning of pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks, okay, 2003. Okay. But the peak year of Google searches about pumpkin spice latte was uh, September 2015 and mm. followed by then uh, 2016 and 2017. Uh, it's dropped off a little bit, um, not a ton, but a little bit in the following years. Um, and actually this year so far, um, it had a higher search volume than it did uh, last year and the year before. So people are getting excited. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I know you're not a big pumpkin eater or coffee drinker. So I'm assuming you haven't tasted this, Mary? No, I haven't. Okay. I have not either. We probably are the, you know, the last lone people out there besides the people that, you know, can't drink coffee due to religious reasons that have not drinking the pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm proud of that, Mary. I'm very proud of that because Especially if the price yeah. is increasing by 4% this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the top states where people were Googling pumpkin spice lattes in the last, what, 19 years, Ohio, Illinois, Nevada, Alaska, and California. So all across the country, people love their pumpkin spice lattes. Um, and like I said, Starbucks is basically able to dictate to a, a lot of people when the first day of fall is, even though it might be in the summer which is kind of interesting and funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Starbucks, everyone's addicted to coffee, so. Not everyone, not us. That is true. We, we've managed to avoid it, but uh, a lot of people need their their pumpkin spice lattes, Mary. Yep, apparently yeah. 600 million people have been sold, and I'm sure to many to the same people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need just like three a day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, that, that, that sounds uh, like that might give you like a heart attack if you have three coffees. I, I don't know the, the caffeine amount, but. Well, it just sounds kind of rich, a lot of pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Too much pumpkin. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. 
Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Now, uh, also, we found this very interesting article this week. So there's this uh, restaurant in Ballard called Ray's Boathouse. Um, so it's a seafood restaurant that's on the waterfront overlooking Social Bay. Um, it has an iconic red sign and it's been at the same location since the 1940s. Um, and it was just a little coffee shop. And it's soon celebrating its 50th anniversary. So in 1998, when the internet was you know, just getting started, uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays came into existence and they wanted the website Rays.com. But the Rays Boathouse got ahead of the game and obtained that domain when the internet was just beginning. They snatched it up. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when the domain names came up, the ownership group realized how important it was and they, they wanted to make sure that we got something that represented the band, the, their brand. So it's just Rays.com. Pretty cool. Um, really easy. And Recently, uh, Twin Brothers recently sold twins.com to the Minnesota Twins for an undisclosed amount of money, which then fueled talk about the MLB's quest to get desired web addresses for all of its professional teams. In 2015, the MLB secured rangers.com for Texas for $315,000. And so uh, Cairo asked Ray's Boathouse if they have a price for if they would ever sell the domain name. And the owner said there is no price. They're not interested in selling it off, uh, you know, because it's a great domain. It's great from a marketing perspective and promotion standpoint. And, you know, it's nice and simple. That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of interesting. I never thought about it before. Like if you're a Tampa Bay Devil Rays fan and you're checking raise.com, you can get a random, random seafood restaurant in Seattle. All on the other side of the country. Yeah. You're like down in Tampa Bay, Florida, and you're like Rays, and then. You're up in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. So the owners said that they're happy to talk to the MLB. They want them to come to the restaurant and sit on the deck and they can talk, learn all about uh, the restaurant, but they're not interested in selling the name, but they will sell everyone salmon, oysters, and scallops, just not the domain name. So that is the, a very neat story. It's really cool. I didn't, didn't even realize that that was their domain name, honestly. Yeah. Because we've both gone to, uh, this yeah, we went for Chip's birthday last year. Yeah, yeah, we've both gone to this restaurant, and uh, I'm like, I see it in the the news. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's it's a restaurant I've actually been to, and then it was like baseball related. I'm like, wait, what? The yeah. Tampa Bay Rays have been trying to get this one restaurant's domain name. I'm like, wow, I actually know this story, which is pretty neat. It is really cool and just interesting how you know it sounds like uh, the the twin like whoever owned Twins.com sold it, Rangers.com sold it. And they must have, you know, most of the other domain names for MLB teams, but, you know, 
Raise is holding out. They're holding out and maybe, maybe they can get a bigger price tag, but apparently, you know, they have brand integrity, so it's just not for sale. Although the, the previous sale apparently was $315,000. So that's quite a lot for just being first to snag a domain name. So, and as, as I noted though, like they, you type in like mariners.com, but Mm -hmm. it goes to MLB. It like redirects to MLB.com slash mariners. Um, so I just typed in devilrays.com and it goes to MLB.com slash raise. So it doesn't, you know, it just redirects to the team's name. Oh, okay. I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. So yeah, it just, I didn't even, it's just a neighborhood restaurant who won't sell their domain name to the MLB. I know that's so funny because it's like multi-billion dollar organization and they don't even have rights to the domain name. It kind of reminds me of, um, there's a like big like shopping area in Ballard called the Ballard Blocks Mm -hmm. Um, and it has Trader Joe's like 24-hour fitness or LA fitness uh, Ross and a bunch of other like shops and there's um, this one house that was there before that was all built and they did not sell the property so they just built a little part inward on the that part of the building the little house is still there it's gated off, but they just had to build around the house. So that whole block used to, a few blocks used to be, you know, a neighborhood and they just did not sell their house and they put up an enormous building all around this house. I love it. I love it when, uh, people get like very stubborn and like, no, this is my spot. And then you see like these massive buildings around it. Uh It's like sticking to your guns. It kind of reminds me of like, what was it? up yeah <laughs> i think that was like the intro of up but uh yeah super cool story yeah so that just kind of reminded me of that two two people in ballard who won't sell their house or their domain name and they just you know the mlb has to just work around to them and the ballard blocks just had to work around that house yes it's a it's a win for ballard yeah and then do you want to talk about the unfortunate news that happened this week brian Yes, this is this is rather unfortunate. I mean, I say this, you know, with an air quotes, no, but nothing terrible happened. Uh, so around eight weeks ago, you guys will remember or maybe you'll remember that there was a big lottery drawing. It was one of the, the biggest lottery drawings out there. And uh, 1.34 billion, 1.34 billion. Um, and the winning ticket was bought late July. Uh, but nobody had come forward with it yet. So people were like, Oh, where is this? Where's the ticket? And I they had a I full what, year. They had a they had, year to claim the prize. Yeah. They had a full year to claim the prize, but nobody had stepped forward just yet. So we're like, Oh, is the lottery still active? <laughs> but you know, you still have to wait a year. So, uh, I mean, if they had waited a full year and that $1.34 billion had come back on the market, I would have assumed it'd be added onto whatever the lottery, current would lottery be was yeah. in next July. So it'd be That'd enormous. Been huge. <laughs> yeah, that would have been huge. But yeah, this jackpot was the third largest in US history. Um, so basically what the winners did was they spent the past few weeks working with professional and legal financial advisors on how to claim you know, the winnings. Uh, so two people won through the same ticket. So they're splitting it but they opted to take the lump sum payment of 780.5 million. So that is a lot of money. And that's just all up front. That's the lump sum. (laughs) And you're splitting it. That's still so much money. I know. Like that's, I don't even, what do you even do with that amount of money? 
but you know that's probably why it's smart to get you know some sort of legal and professional yeah. advice and you know like a lot of lottery winners they have decided to remain anonymous because you know if people they know find out that they're millionaires huge millionaires that you know they might want their money or treat them differently i know and then in, in say you like help someone you know out like oh here's here's a couple thousand you'd be like what you have a hundred billion dollars you gave me a couple thousand yeah. that's how you really feel about me oh my <laughs> goodness like i'd be happy to take you know ten dollars or one dollar <laughs> but actually no if mary if you won a hundred billion I'd that's good to know all you want is a dollar okay that's no, no no just just on the record you know I'd like on the record. <laughs> oh, we already have it on the record. I'll just cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> on the record, the only part that I'll keep is that you wanted one dollar. <laughs> all right. All right. Just kidding. That's fair enough. But yeah, like we recently, we uh, last time we did this uh, an article on the water, we went over like all the different ways that people managed to blow their winnings, and how it wasn't always just a blessing. Uh, so hopefully, these people learn to spend this you know almost 800 million dollars very wisely and you know maybe they should have like a therapist too like beyond just financial advisors because they're gonna go crazy i mean i don't know it goes downhill i don't know how other people go about uh getting their winnings and coming forward but it seems like they're on the right path they've taken the last eight weeks to you know talk to um lawyers and so yeah, they seem they seem reserved and yeah. like thinking about it smart. So best wishes to them. We'll I'm never extremely, know. I'm extremely butthurt about this, but like I said, it's just horrible news. <laughs> well, kidding. you know, because I think we bought lottery tickets for this. It was like in late July because it was like one of the biggest ones. And then we bought them and you're like, there's no way we can't win. Like you always do. I'm like, there's no way we will win. Um, yeah. but, uh, I always think we're going to win. In fact, on this one, I remember you get, you're like, Oh my goodness, look at the lottery. And you gave me some money. And I ran out the door with like, like 10 minutes before the lottery closed. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was, I was like running to the closest, uh, 7-Eleven. uh 7-Elevens where they had the, the lottery tickets sold for, uh, the closest spot for us. And uh, I remember because as the clock was ticking down, there's like five minutes left and there's someone in front of me in line that was just taking his his merry time. And, uh, you know, buying he, was food. Just, he was buying food. And then right when he was about to done check, like check out, he's like, oh, my God, the lottery. So then he started like fumbling through his wallet for cash. I'm like, hurry up. I'm losing the, the ticket right now. But uh, unfortunately, we, we did not win. So. It was all in vain. Yeah. But then, you know, we found out like a week or so later that a winning t- ticket had been sold or like, shoot. And then we're, a week after that, we found out no one has come forward. We're like, Ooh. And then we're like, Oh, they have a full year to claim their prize. I thought it was going to be like, you have a month or something. Um, I didn't know the rules. And so I figured that probably at some point someone would come forward unless they like lost a ticket or whatever. Like sometimes you hear about, <laughs> I wonder why they give you a full year. I mean, I get it. Like, it's a lot of money. Like, you don't, you probably don't want to just be like, oh, you missed the deadline, which is only a week. And now you lose all that money. But uh, I wonder why it's an entire year. Maybe, I mean, it's some sort like, of, maybe it's like some sort of tax reason. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, I mean, happy for those people. We'll never know how they spend the money or, you know, if they lose it all because they're anonymous. But right. we'll see when the we'll next huge, huge uh, lottery is. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, anything else you have, Brian? Uh, no, just the the Mariners are still on the edge of their playoff berth. Barely. They're, 
they're they're struggling a little bit recently. Uh, I just read an article that they lost a game that they're winning by nine runs. <laughs> yeah, they blew a nine-run lead, and they lost twelve to thirteen against the Royals. So oh. that's that's pretty bad. And uh, I know Julio Rodriguez is like semi-injured, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that might be a topic for a later date. But right now we're still we're still in prime con- per, uh, position, not condition. Our condition's <laughs> a little off right now, but prime position to be making the playoffs. We just have to make the playoffs with momentum. We don't want to just limp into the playoffs and lose because that would also be disappointing. Although the fans would be happy that we made the playoffs no matter what. But uh, I know, but you don't want to just get to the playoffs and then lose the first game, like. Just That's keep true. the momentum going for at least a little while. Like it's all just like when the Zags get into March Madness and occasionally like a few times they've lost in the first or second round. We're like, oh yeah, it's just it's just it's just such a it, it's such a downer. Yeah. So. And the Seahawks, you know, have lost uh last week and then again today. And it's just like, oh well, we need some some team to win in Seattle. So. Yeah, I mean, this is a strange year. The Seahawks are doing poorly and the Mariners are doing great overall so well, yeah i guess everything's well, flipped don't jinx it yeah i, I you know what I, every time i talk about them they do poorly so this time i'm talking about them that they're struggling so now they might do well so i'm really just trying to give them everything i can yep well brian hope you uh feel better soon get that negative covid test in a few days yeah um, yeah i mean i feel overall okay like i said it's just like about bold yeah. Um, just don't want to like be in contact with anyone to continue the spread or whatever. This COVID virus is going to die uh, as me, the last person being its host. So I will, I will kill it for everyone. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. Yep. Anyways, hope everyone has a good week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.